Welcome to the 10 Loans a Month podcast, where mortgage brokers become business owners. And now, your host, Scott Peckford. So what exactly is anchoring or priming? There's this theory, and all these things are called theories because, of course, you have studies that kind of point towards, hey, we see this pattern here, but nothing's ever 100%. So the theory in anchoring or priming is it's a cognitive bias that describes the common human tendency to rely too heavily on the first piece of information offered or the anchor when making a decision. So during decision making, anchoring occurs when individuals use that initial piece of information to make subsequent judgments. The first thing that we hear about influences the entire thing. I talked about a couple episodes ago about framing. And I think of this as like priming. It's not quite framing. So you can frame a situation by you know the, what you put in front of it. But priming is like something you can do subtly. It's like painting the frame. So if we think of a frame as a lens to view a situation or an event, and then priming or anchoring can be something that happens prior to that. And so there's this great book by Robert Cialdini called Persuasion. So he wrote one of my favorite books on sales, which is Persuasion, The Psychology of Influence. And he has these six key principles in there, which are absolutely, it's a fantastic book if you haven't read it. His most recent book, which is a few years old now, is about what happens before those persuasion happens. And this is pretty interesting stuff. So let's jump into a couple of the studies and then we'll talk about the takeaways from each of those studies and then we'll get into the tactics and the question. So study number one was done where they had asked a group of Canadians about if they were happy or unhappy in their social life. And depending on how they framed the question made a dramatic difference in the responses that they got. So first group, they said, hey, are you unhappy in your social life? That was group number one. Group number two, they asked, are you happy in your social life? And you'd think, well, if you were happy or unhappy, would it really matter how somebody framed the question to you? You might think that, but it actually, it matters significantly because again, because of priming, if you focus on unhappy, if I say, think about something that makes you unhappy, you're going to focus on that and you can always find an example. Just like if I can say to you, think about something that makes you happy, you can probably think of something that makes you happy. So in this study, they found that when they primed it with the question of if you were unhappy, 375% more people indicated they're unhappy. So that's a significant bump, right? So the question changes the focus, which all of a sudden now people are unhappy. And so takeaway from this is how you ask questions matter in your business big time. So the types of questions that you're asking to your clients, to your referral sources, your centers of influence, your lending partners, they make a big difference in the result, the response you're going to get because you're giving them something to focus on. If you're like, hey, what makes you unhappy? You're going to be like, well, lots of things. What makes you happy? Oh, I got some things. So think about this. That's the first study, which I found was fascinating. The second one was done where when you know you go into the mall and you have these people that walk up to you the clipboard and they say, can you do a survey? And most people are like, please, like for the love of God, I don't want to do a survey. And they were doing these surveys and they found that 29% of people would actually say, yeah, sure, I'll do the survey, which was like, Matt, how do you triple that number of surveys without offering an incentive without saying, hey, here's a gift card without any like outside influence other than a question. And so this is the question that they asked. And so the question that they asked prior to doing the survey. So first part of the day, they would go out and they would ask people, hey, will you fill out the survey? 29% of people said yes. Afternoon, they made one tweak to it and they had 77.3% of people agreed to the survey. And this is the only change they made. They would walk up to this person and say, do you consider yourself a helpful person? right? Of which the vast majority of people said, yeah, I'm helpful. And then as soon as they said that, oh, would you mind filling out this survey? They just said they're helpful. So you primed in their mind of them being helpful. Now they're not going to be like, no, screw you. I don't want to do your survey. They're kind of like, I guess I kind of have to do the survey now. So they literally tripled the response rate 
of you know something that's kind of annoying, which is surveys, just by putting that priming question at the front of it, which was the helpful keyword there, right? So the takeaway here for you is smart questions, especially about identity, can dramatically increase your influence. And I was thinking about this in the mortgage business. So let's say you're out and you're talking to real estate agents, and you know we coach our clients on how to pitch real estate agents using this whole method that we have. One of the things we have is a communication commitment. The communication commitment is a very specific commitment that you're making towards how you run your communication for your business. And most people love communication. But as I was thinking about this, I'm like a great priming question in the rapport building stage would be something like, how important is communication to you? The real estate agents start thinking about how important reminding them of the key of communication. And then when I get to the how we actually deliver on that with our communication commitment, I'm basically putting a spotlight on there. Oh my gosh, you're amazing. And so I can see how these slight little tweaks, these persuasion questions or statements can make a big impact further down the line. So that was the second thing is how you ask the question matters, especially if you can talk about identity in there. So first was, you know, the types of questions you ask matter in your business. The second takeaway is focus on identity. So if they commit to an identity, then now it's going to make a difference. And the third study they did with courtroom judges. This is so powerful that it actually affects everybody. You, me, we are all influenced by this. And so they did a study on courtroom judges who are supposed to be unbiased, are supposed to give, you know, sentences that are appropriate and fair based on the situation. And so they gave them these scenarios. And in the scenarios, the prosecutor, so for one group of judges, they'd recommend, you know, two months should be the sentence in another group they'd recommend 34 months. And what they found is that even these judges who were highly regarded, they had a bias. And when the recommendation was higher, they gave sentences that were significantly higher than when the recommendation was lower. And so the key takeaway for this, when I look at this study is everyone, including professionals are influenced by the bias. They did another study on property valuations and the same thing happened. And so Again, that pre-information, that pre-set thing, it's kind of like when you hear about anchor price, hey, this is $1,000, but today it's only 500. It's like the 500 seems cheap in comparison to the 1,000, right? And so we're all influenced by these biases, these priming and anchoring that can happen. So that's a couple of the studies. And let's talk about a couple tactics that you can apply to your business. And I'm gonna share with you two. They're actually from coaches in our 10 loans a month academy specifically. And then I'm gonna give you a question to think about. So first one comes from Ryan Wiley. And so Ryan Wiley is one of our amazing coaches. And so he coaches people on how to build these webinars called one property away helps people buy their first investment property. And one of the things that Ryan does, and as I was applying this lens, this kind of thinking to what he does in his business, is he will not get on a discovery call with a client until they've already watched his webinar. And the reason is, is because that webinar is going to prime the heck out of their thinking about their focus, about what matters. Entire conversation is completely different than if they show up to that call and then he's got to try to convince them about like what he's doing. And so the way he's structured his business is that you can't even get on a call with him unless you've actually gone through that process first. So he's got the webinar, but on top of that, there's some videos that go out that continue to sort of prime you for that conversation that's coming up. And it makes a huge difference. So Ryan does a huge business of mortgages, almost entirely first time investors people who do a refine and purchase and it doesn't spend a lot of time on his files like he spends about an hour and a half per file because all this priming on the front end actually does a lot of the heavy lifting for him and sorts people out so that when he gets on a call with somebody they're ready to go they're like okay great and there's also very few buy downs because he's focusing on value of creating wealth and not on like hey can i save 0.001 percent of my mortgage so that's the first kind of place that i've seen this applied priming the second is with denise laframboise who's another one of our coaches and one of her specialties is working with people that are self-employed. And so this is her example, but it's absolutely brilliant, is that when she sits down with a client who's self-employed, and maybe they don't declare a ton of income. So, you know, intentionally their accountant writes down their income to as low as possible. 
and say $30,000 a year versus 90. And they end up having to pay a fee to set up the mortgage and they pay a higher mortgage rate with a B lender because of the fact that they don't have the provable income. So in order to show how the cost of that mortgage is actually very low, even though the rate's slightly higher and there's a small fee to set it up, what Denise will do is she'll say, look, so let's say you make $90,000 a year, two years in a row to qualify. So she'll say to the client, look, to qualify for this mortgage, you'd need to make $90,000 in a year, two years in a row, which is $20,000, 460 a year in income tax. And then your mortgage will have no setup fee. Your payment would be like 1,530 bucks. That's scenario one. Scenario two, pay yourself $30,000 a year, which is what you've been doing. You'll pay $3,720 a year in income tax. You'll pay a $3,000 setup fee for the mortgage. And then instead of your mortgage payment being 1,532, your payment is 1,667. So then the question is, is are you okay paying an extra $134 a month in order to save you know, thousands of dollars in extra tax? I'm like, yeah, of course. So when you see the interest rate and the fee in terms of the extra tax you have to pay, so the anchor of that tax, it seems pretty stinking cheap. All of a sudden, the conversation about the difference in rate and fee doesn't matter. But in this case, I believe it's 100% true that if you're self-employed, you have to still do the math to make sure it makes sense. But by Denise making sure that they are aware of this, it eliminates all of the rate objection and the fee objection because it's like, well, yeah, who wouldn't do that? The math makes total sense. But in the absence of that information, they're only going to compare this, you know, B mortgage versus a A mortgage, which they can't qualify for. So hopefully that helps you in terms of just thinking about priming and anchoring in your mortgage business. A couple last thoughts on this. So first, you know, as I said, there's this natural tendency to the first piece of information that we're given will influence or taint everything else in our decisions after that. So be very mindful of what you do on the front end. And, you know, as I said, in the takeaways, the questions that you ask matter. So the questions that you ask your clients, your referral sources, if you can ask questions that are around identity that get them to thinking about, hey, would you consider yourself a helpful person? Does communication matter to you? All these things. Like, yeah, of course they do. Everybody's going to say yes to that, right? And then that way, when you start talking about how you solve those things, you shine the spotlight on it. And then tactically speaking, you know, Ryan, by having people go through that webinar sequence beforehand means that they're completely primed to his way of thinking and then they're bought into his philosophy so that the Phone calls are much easier and the process just it goes so much smoother. And then as Denise with self-employed clients by showing them, okay, sure, if you want to get that lower rate, you're going to have to declare more income, which means more tax. And let's compare that tax compared to what the difference is. And when you see that, you go, oh, this is a really good deal. I should just take this. So hopefully that's helpful. But here's the question I have for you and also a challenge. So think about how can you apply this principle of anchoring or priming to your mortgage business? Whenever I learn something new and, you know, this is something I've been playing with for a long time, but Whenever you get this new concept, think about like, how do I apply it? Like, where am I already doing this? You may be already doing this and not even realizing you're doing it, right? So like, can you do it a little bit better? So I always think it's good to learn new things, but then to apply the lens of like, okay, how does it help me on mortgage business? Where could I apply this? And then the challenge is that if you send me, so if you're doing something or you think of an idea for this, email me, scott.mortgagebrokering.com. And if I ever share it in an upcoming episode of one of these tactics that you shared with me, I'll actually send you a copy of one of my favorite books. So just a way to like say, hey, look, if you have something that you think is pretty cool, send it to me. And if I share it, I'll send you a copy of one of my favorite books. So thanks so much for checking out this episode. Hopefully that gives you something to think about in terms of anchoring or priming. In terms of things to check out. So if you want to go to ilovemortgagebrokering.com, and we have the ability to keyword search 500 and some podcast episodes. So all of I Love Mortgage Brokering, all of the 10 loads a month, all of the 12-hour broker podcasts, 
and it's totally free. All you got to do is set up a free account and you can go in there and you can keyword search literally. So if I say the word purple, like I'm saying right now, you can go in and find wherever the word purple shows up. It'll jump right to that spot in the podcast. It will have it all transcribed so you can see the language. It's so powerful. It's amazing. Go check that out. It's totally free at ilovemortgagebrokering.com. And thanks again for checking out this episode. This is an I Love Mortgage Brokering production.